0: And be glad in this day. We thank God for how he watched over us last night. He woke us up and we were clothed and in our right minds. We were able to do for ourselves. Oh God, we just thank you. Oh God, for your master plan of redemption. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Oh, God is good. Not sometimes is he good, but he's good all of the time. We welcome you to this radio broadcast, whether you're listening in your homes or you're driving along in your automobiles. We welcome you and we hope that something will be said, you know, that would encourage your heart, that would lift your spirit, that would encourage you to just to, to put clapping in your hands and running in your feet of the things of God. Hallelujah. You know, you wonder how people are making it without the Lord. Many of them are not. They're just existing. Oh, God, we just thank God because without him, I can do nothing. And without him, I would fail. And my life would be worthless worthless without him. So I thank God for Jesus being in my life. I'm going to open up with Psalms 1. In Psalms 1, it says, I'm going to be reading it in the New Living Translation. It says, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law does he meditate day one night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. The ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind driveth away. Therefore the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knoweth the way of the righteous, but the way of the ungodly shall perish. Hallelujah. You know, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. You know, when people have friends and they want to counsel them, especially unwholesome friends and call themselves counseling them and offering them drugs and offering them and enticing them of things that are, are not of God. God does not want us. You're not going to be blessed. It says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly. We are not to be taken ungodly counsel from people that are not believers. It says, The book of Psalms begins with one of the simplest yet most profound truths in all the Bible. Great joy comes from obeying God and refusing to listen to those who discredit or ridicule him. Hmm. Yeah, and that and they will, will ridicule him as well as ridicule you, especially friends that think you've you lost it because now you're a born-again believer. It says friends and associates can have a significant influence on us, often in subtle ways. If we insist on friendships with those who mock what God considers important, we will be tempted to adopt more and more of that thinking. And before we know it, we will find ourselves indifferent to God's word and his call upon us. Just imagine, just imagine those who have this careless attitude toward God are no different from those who outright mock him. Do your friends build up your faith or do they tear it down? True friends will encourage you to draw closer to God rather than hinder your relationship with him. I remember when my husband uh, got saved years ago and he and his next door neighbor, they were like running butters and drinking butters and. My goodness. They were gonna to try to persuade him, man, you can still drink. Jesus turned uh uh water into wine. So I mean you can you can see maybe you he might let the uh go, but you can drink wine, but you see they weren't encouraging him at all. They were not encouraging him, they were trying to influence him that he and eventually they, they got to him, but But when he he came to his senses, he was like that prodigal son. He came to his senses. And he said, Lord, an incident had happened in Delaware. He had an accident while he was drinking. And he says, Lord, if you get me back home, I promise I will never. And he never did again. You see, a lot of times friends don't influence you. Blessed is the man. That walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, so you do not need to be walking and listening to counseling from friends that are not believers, and not using the Bible as that benchmark. Father God, I ask for forgiveness right now for anything I might have said or done that would hinder this prayer. Lord, I thank you for the privilege and the opportunity that I have to be able to come into the throne room, oh God, the Most Holy of holies that you have given and made access for every believer to obtain. God, I'm asking today, I'm lifting up leaders of nations everywhere. We are praying for our president, local mayors and governors. God, we are praying in the name of Jesus for war torn areas. God, we are praying for the peace of Jerusalem. We are praying for the body of Christ. Unite us, make us one. In the name of Jesus. Lord, I lift up our local assembly. I ask that you will continue to allow it to be a beacon and a lighthouse in the community. That as people walk past, they will be compelled and drawn in. Oh God, because I know restoration is a healing station, a saving station, a delivering station. In the name of Jesus. God, today we are praying for Pastor Kenneth, his wife, his children, his great- grandchildren, everything that concerns him, God. We thank you, God, for moving by your divine intervention. We are praying for Adams. Father, God, God, that you will continually. We are praying for Tanisha and, 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 and Andre and, and, and uh, Jada, Lord. We are praying for his mother, God, that just, just lost a son. God, had not even been a couple of months ago. And here... His her only next son is sick in the hospital. So we're lifting up not only, you know, uh Tanisha, but we're lifting up Ellen, his mother. God, that you would be the lifter up of her head and, and treasure your heart, oh God, in the name of Jesus. We're lifting up bereaved families everywhere, everywhere that people have lost loved ones. God, we're asking that you would sustain them and be that comfort, oh God, that they too shall uh live through this grief and they will recover. God, we are praying today. We're coming against the spirit of hatred, strife, bitterness, the Antichrist spirit. Oh, God, we're coming against every spirit that's not of God. We're coming against the works of Satan. We render him powerless in the minds of people and in the lives of people. God, we're asking that you would make hearts of stone, make them, heart of, make them hearts of flesh. God, we are thanking you, God. We are praying and asking that robbers and rapers and uh, would be uh, murderers would be apprehended. God, we're lifting up the family, the security guards that were murdered at Macy's, oh God. Lord, that 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 we lift up their family, God sudden death, horrific, horrific. People think they can come in and steal and they're, they're doing their job. And well, They're going to come back and kill and stab the man to death. God, we're living in such glorious times. But the, the, the greater the darkness, the greater the light. Oh, we're going to rise and shine because the light has come and the glory of the Lord has risen up in us. Oh God, we thank you because we are the lights of the world. And Lord, we ask, oh God, that every Christian, wherever they are, on their jobs, their jobs is that mission place, their jobs is that ministry, God, that they would make a difference where they are. And Lord, today we are asking, oh God, we're praying for the elderly. We are praying for those, oh God, in nursing homes. We are praying for the sick everywhere, God. We are praying for our president, local governors and mayors. We're praying for the school system. We're praying for the protection of children as they go to bus stops early in the mornings. God, we're praying for Little Restores Learning Center. praying for every staff, every teacher. Oh, God, touch, 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 and make whole. We're coming against the spirit of depression, oppression. All people shall live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. Oh, turn your worries into praise. Ah, oh, God always causes us to triumph in Christ Jesus. He always causes us to triumph. Just don't grow weary, and well doing. For in due season you shall reap if you faint not. We're praying for the hopeless, the drug addict, the alcoholic. Lord, we're praying. Oh God, we're praying. Oh, God, against uh, addictions of all sorts, of all sorts, even the gambler that's addicted. Lord, I'm praying for my children, the saints' children, my daughter, my son, my grandchildren, my siblings' children and children's children. Oh, we decree and declare, oh, they should live for you and love you and serve you. God, we just thank you. We pray for For first first, uh, uh, um, offenders, those that come out and have to defend, help, oh God, those that sometimes put their lives in danger to protect them for things that they want to pursue. (laughs) So, God, we just ask, oh God, that you would just continue to be with us. that the words of my mouth and meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, oh Lord, my strength and my redeemer in Jesus name I pray amen and amen hallelujah we are doing a teaching continuing our teaching matters of the heart our scripture text is coming from Jeremiah chapter 17 verses 9 through 10 and it says the heart is deceitful and wicked but the lord searches and tries. So we know there are a lot of things that are embedded in the heart. You know, that's why the Bible even talks about that sometimes what comes out of the mouth are issues of the heart. You know, uh, I've been told that sometimes a drunk man is speaking a sober man's mind when they want to tell you off, you know, but we do know that what comes out of the mouth is usually what reflects the heart. And we were doing a series, uh, talking about a series of the six stages of spiritual heart disease from an article that was published in 2015 by Mark de Jesus. And um, we had talked about the different stages of a diseased heart. And that first stage of a diseased heart is a broken heart. That second stage is a fearful heart, and I know it was Job that said, "The thing that he feared came upon him." It is so important that certain things that we fear in life, that we have to reject them, and ask God and rise arise above them. Because sometimes the very thing you fear is the very thing that will come up in you. And so uh, it meant on the share that any area of brokenness makes room for fear to enter. Insecurity is the land where fear loves to dwell. Every area of insecurity and brokenness has a work of fear attached. To it said so those with a fearful heart become trained to avoid inner past pain from reoccurring the third disease that we talked about was an angry heart, and as our fears remain intact, it says the stress and insecurity adds on another layer on top of fear, which is anger. The anger comes in to defend our brokenness and keep anyone away who might show a potential threat to us. And you know, when people have a defense mechanism, it's really ironic. They they, they know when to use it, when to put their guard up, when to, when to, to take it down, but especially when to put it all up. When you're thinking you're getting close to a person and, and you says, wow, I'm finally reaching this person or then they put a wall up and all of a sudden you start noticing, yeah, they're so different and so cool and so, well, what's going on? Because they're wondering what's going on with you because they thought they were in, but now you're acting indifferent and cool you know, because they don't want to become vulnerable, they do not a person that's that's very angry and hard, angry and spirit they never want to become vulnerable, so they keep that defense mechanism going. It's a defense mechanism they use, and so a lot of wives they sit around and, and 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 they they want to make sure they keep the kids in order they, they they keep everything in order because they don't want that anger to 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 be exposed or, or just come into action because they know how bad it can become. I mean, like this article, he has stated about um, anger management. And it says so many attempt to use anger management as a solution, but people need the love of God. They need to, they, first of all, they need Jesus. They need salvation. And as, as the book tells us in Colossians, you have to take off anger. You know, You have to take it all. It says, so so many attempt to use anger management as a solution. Yet, that is all they end up doing, attempting to manage it. When in in, in reality, they should be removing this battle. But we cannot remove something that we have allowed to become a defense mechanism. An angry heart left unaddressed will eventually carry hate along with it. Yet the target of hate is not mainly others. This is also self-hate. And then we also talked about the hopeless heart. And the hopeless heart says when we walk through life overcompensating for our brokenness and serving our fears every day, we get exhausted. The person that, that's that's a that's a phoning or or is just trying to live to impress someone else have to be exhausted by the end of the day. <laughs> so they can go home and be them their real selves. Be the you know, be their real selves. Uh, this particular writer said he did himself. He used to actually he says, I know because he said I did. You can only be angry but for so long until you hit. An exhaustion stage, depression sets in, energy becomes low, irritability becomes higher. So tonight we're going to just, uh, go over the last two. And number five, the disease is called a hard heart. At this stage, even hope deferred can be healed by walking through each of the previous stages and releasing the fears and anger we have toward others and ourselves. But when we neglect this, we develop another dangerous condition, a hard heart. At this stage, the heart has lost its ability to believe. A callousness forms around the heart. So even when a passionate message of freedom is delivered, their eyes are veiled and hearing is dull. Now, you know, that is sad. That is sad. You know, and you often hear me pray about, Lord, change stone hearts and make them hearts of flesh. Why? Because hearts of flesh are pliable. Stony hearts, is hard to even break through. They're not even pliable. He goes on to say that hard hearts don't hear encouragement or hope anymore. It takes a divine work of the Holy Spirit and the person's willingness for a hard heart to be opened. Please understand, When I talk about a hard heart, I am only not addressing someone who is not a Christian and is resisting the gospel. I have crossed paths with hundreds of proclaimed believers that carried a hardened heart. They talked about times in the past, but they have nothing current they are growing in. They are manifesting the same ways and patterns for years. With no new change, this is a sign that hardness is present wherever there is a hardened callous in our heart. We become more resistant to the transformative work of God. We become more stubborn in ways that need change. God pushes people back from seeing our vulnerabilities. Our hurt becomes an idol. Most of all, we lose momentum in growing. The only solution to a hard heart is the act of humbling ourselves before God as well as others. When we do this, we position our hearts for the hardness to melt all and tenderness to take residence. My God, (laughs) humble thyself in the sight of the Lord. And he will exalt you in due time. The last disease is numb or checked out heart. Getting to this stage is deadly. Of all the people I have worked with for over 20 years, the numb and checked out heart has been one of the most challenging to help. When the heart is engaged, the possibilities are endless for change. When it's at its at this stage, it can seem nearly impossible to break through. The numb or checked out heart has also become a more common condition today. Although the previous heart conditions listed here are dangerous when unchecked. This stage is lethal. You can minister a 100- hundred. You can minister a hundred tons of nuclear love from heaven, but you will still get nothing. Very little engagement. Very little heart connection. You can see it in their eyes. Lights are are on, but no one's home. Try to help a key area in their life. And they check out. They may be present in the room, absent emotionally. People at this stage have either given up tending to their heart or never did so to begin with. Those who have become weary with their heart pain, anger, and fears can often slide into a place of numbness. The pain becomes so unbearable confront that checking out becomes a programmed way of living. They can go to work, pay their bills, and say thank you. But inside, they are numb. A numb culture. In fact, we have a numb heart. Disconnected culture. Millions of people watch a show called The Walking Dead which I believe it is a reflection of the conditions taking place in the hearts of people. They don't see their need for heart healing, and they walk around like zombies. Quite often, they don't even care. They wander around in life without ever tending to what matters most. This numbness drives everything. They rise Uh, the rise of mental illness goes uh, back to a lack of love reference. The body knows when love is not present. When someone lacks proper love in their heart, uh, um, the physiology can recognize uh, the signals and break down. This is one of the reasons I believe we, We're not seeing a dent made into the world of medical health. People's bodies are breaking down because they feel separated from loving relationships with God, themselves, and others. They live on an emotional prison. The problem is they are so checked out, they have no ability to recognize that inwardly they are dying. So, one thing you should never do. When I help people in various stages of heart conditions, I coach them to never let their heart grow hard. Furthermore, I plead with them to never turn the heart switch off. Turning the switch off is like hitting the main power breaker inside you. Everything becomes affected by this. In addition, when we switch the uh, the heart off, it becomes very hard to turn it back on. Very few announces this publicly, and many don't even realize what they did. It is a subtle and a deadly temptation given by the enemy to truly to take people. So keep a tender heart and a heart after the things of God. If you do not know Jesus, ask him to come in to your life. Live on the inside of you. If you are a backslider, confess your sins. Ask God to forgive you. And ask God to restore unto you the joy of his salvation. Those that have not accepted Jesus, or if you just pray that prayer tonight, tell someone. And whatever you do, always remember to tell someone about Jesus because Jesus is Lord.